Your dad is supposed to be your first love. He put me through a lot. He would cry every day when I was a little girl. I wish I had somebody that would would have told me. I didn't know who was real and who wasn't. Hello, everybody. My name is Jemiah Walker, and I'm the CEO of Daddyless Daughter Incorporated, and you're listening to The Journey Without Him. Hey, y'all. Hey. <laughs> so I know a couple of y'all are mad at me because I definitely missed the episode last week, but no worries, no worries, no tea, no shade. I definitely dropped two episodes for y'all tonight. So let us just make it okay please let me make it your girl was tired i couldn't get the editing right just it was a lot going on it was a lot going on but guess what (laughs) i got a surprise for y'all listen we're about to get into the hannah brown story and baby if maya had y'all in y'all feelings hannah listen Hannah finna hit a nerve, okay? Hannah Brown. I absolutely adore Hannah. Hannah is by far one of the sweetest people I've probably ever met in college. She is very genuine, very loving. And sis coming with the facts, okay? We're going to talk about boundaries. We're going to talk about coping. We're going to talk about the reality of being a daddy's daughter. We're going to talk about her story, her coping mechanisms. She's going to drop some advice that she wish you know, every other daddy's daughter would hear it. And Hannah has a personality on her, y'all. So through recording this episode with Hannah, um, also this is a flashback episode. Um, you can also YouTube The Journey Without Him by Jemiah Walker to get a visual of Hannah during this whole entire interview. The girl, the personality is up there, okay? It's giving Tamar Braxton personality. It's giving goofy. It's giving, but I said what I said when I said it, okay? So I really hope that y'all enjoy this episode. I really hope that y'all listen to the episode before this because I definitely dropped y'all a spoken word piece called Safe in the Rain. And that is everybody's favorite poem for me to perform. And I have just now officially put it on the podcast. So make sure y'all, you know, click back. Go ahead, click back, listen to Safe in the Rain before y'all listen to the Hannah Brown story. Make sure that y'all like, subscribe, and share, and we're going to jump right into it. Hi, my name is Hannah Brown. I'm 19 years old, and I'm an disciplinary studies major, and I'm from Dallas, Texas. What is your dad and his daughter's story? Um, so, my mom and my dad were married for like a year before they had me, and then they had me. My dad cheated on my mom and they got divorced. And my dad has pretty much been inconsistent ever since. Like, like we'll be good for about a year or two and then he'll dip off, get married, and then they get divorced and they come back. And then he get married and get divorced and they come back. He's really inconsistent. And that's just kind of the way I would describe it if I had to pick a word, inconsistent. How has your father's inconsistency impacted your life? I don't trust anybody. I don't depend on anybody. I don't really let many people in because my automatic assumption is that you're going to be just as inconsistent as he was. And if I do let you in, I'm very skeptical on how far I let you in because I can be okay if I let you in like partially, if you if you did or if you have something that you feel like is more important that you have to tend to. 
But if I let you all the way in and you dip, it's really devastating for me. And it takes me back to a really, really dark place. And I don't like being in that dark place. So in order to keep me from being in that dark place, I kind of have like barriers. It's almost like a game. Like you get a token if you get past this game, if you get past this level. But most people don't get past a level to really even get to know me. So his inconsistency has definitely impacted every portion of my life. Yeah. If your father was in your life consistently, how do you feel like your life would have been different? Ooh. Um, I would say if my dad, I say his inconsistency started with my mom. So had he not been inconsistent with her and had they still been together, a lot would have been different. My mom is currently a single parent of two kids and she's been out of work twice in the past seven years. So my mom has literally been making ends meet by herself or it's been me having to help my mom make ends meet. And had my dad done right by my mom, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't live in the house that we live, that we pay way too much for. My mom wouldn't be taking a bus everywhere. My little sister, which the only thing that I'm happy about is that I have Andrea. And me and Andrea have two different dads and her dad is there for her. So. I would say that the best thing my dad could have given me is leaving my mom so that I could have my little sister. But had he been here, everything would have been different. I wouldn't have had to struggle. My dad is a vet. Like, I wouldn't have had to struggle. My mom wouldn't be so emotionally disconnected. I I wouldn't I wouldn't date the men that I date because every man that I date is a complete reflection of him and it is draining. I would be different. My life would be different. I, my circumstances would be different if he would just be consistent for once in his life, Jesus. But that's not who he is. And I have to, re I have to remind myself that before he was my dad, he was him. And that his issues didn't go away when I happened. They just amplified when I happened. And that kind of brings me peace because it makes, it lets me know that I'm not the problem. Like he has his own internal issues that are the problem. I just happen to be like a casualty of war as he figures out who he is. So if my dad was consistent, my life would be so much different. It's remarkable how different my life would be. Do you feel like you suffer from abandonment issues? Oh, for sure. I ha I don't like my friends being too far from me and I don't know where they are. I have everybody's location that means something to me and they think it's just because I care. No, I'm scared you're gonna leave me. I'm terrified of being left alone. Like that just scares me. And And like it sucks for anybody that's in my life because I come off as clingy or I come off as like really, really like overly like, and it's like, no, I'm scared. You're going to leave me and I'm not going to hear from you. And it's not just for the man that I'm interested in or my, like it's for anybody that's connected to me. Like once I meet you and my spirit says you're a good person, I'm emotionally invested. I don't know why, but I am. And so I have to know where you are at all times because if you leave me, like what am I going to do if you leave me? 
I don't like being alone. I don't like living by myself. I don't like going places by myself. It's really scary because my dad has just like never been there. And it's like when you, when you are used to somebody not being there, when you meet people that are there, you're so afraid to lose them that it's like your mind goes in like emergency mode. So you just wanna make sure that they're there all the time. I never really realized how deep it was until like just now. <laughs> have, how have you been trying to heal the broken little girl inside of you? Um, I don't know. I don't really. I've started valuing me more, and it's really taken me a while to understand that I can't depend on anybody but me to make sure that I'm okay. And in that process, I'm learning what I like and what I don't like, the kind of men that I'm attracted to, what I want from them, what I don't want from them. And in the midst of healing myself, it's difficult because something else happens to where I had to take my mind off of healing myself and go help somebody else. And I would rather spend my time healing other people because that that makes me happy. Making sure that other people are okay makes me happy, but it's just now starting to become a realization that I can't heal what isn't healed in me. Like I can't help somebody if I'm not okay. Um, and that didn't really dawn on me till recently when my body just started shutting down on me and it dawned on me that like I'm not okay. So I just now really am decom like de what's the word? Like peeling off the layers of this armor that I have and really like figuring out who I am and healing her. Cause yeah. Has being a daddy with daughter impacted your self-esteem? And if so, how? Um, it makes me, being a dad, it, it makes me feel like I have to prove myself all the time in everything that I do. Because it's almost like if my dad didn't care enough to stay, like, why should you? And people will be like, oh, my God, Hannah, we love you. And I'm like, why? And I'm like, because we do. And I'm like, no. Like, I want to know why. Because if the man that helped make me can't be here. You just met me. It's like, wait, what was the question again? I had a moment. How has being a dad of a daughter impacted your self-esteem? Yes, it's like, it makes me feel unwanted. It makes you feel, or at least for me, it makes me feel unwanted. So when somebody wants me, I don't want that feeling to go. And I want you to want me because my dad doesn't want me and you want me and it makes me feel really low and like people don't realize that they do it subconsciously but like I have friends who have daddy issues and it's like they still connect with their fathers and like they still see their fathers and I'm like you get to see yours like I don't see mine because he doesn't understand that like I didn't make him he made me so he has to make the effort to be here or like, I have friends who have great fathers. They're like, hey, honey, you want to come me and my dad? No. Because your dad wants you and mine doesn't want me. Because if he wanted me, he'd be here. My self-esteem is a roller coaster because 
for the first time, I want to say about a week ago, my dad finally told me that he was proud of me and that he loved me. And like, I and like I keep playing a voicemail like over and over and over again because like I don't want to let that go because I've been doing shit that he should be proud of since I was eight. Like, I'm not new. I mean, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this. Like, I got a resume full of shit that you should be proud of. And it's like, it seems like he isn't proud of me until other people tell him to be proud of me. But that voicemail was so random. Like, nothing was happening. Like, I wasn't doing anything. It, it just, he just called and I didn't answer and he left the voicemail. And it's like, why are you proud of me now? So with my self-esteem, it's a roller coaster because you have my mom who don't don't care what's going on. She going to be proud regardless. I could be picking up trash on the side of the road and Kathy Brown is going to be like, yes, ma'am, you better pick that trash up. Like, and then you have my dad who is only there when, when they call his name on the program. So it's like my self-esteem is a roller coaster. So I have to constantly tell myself every day, like, I'm worth it. You're somebody like you are not validated by by like the things happening around you because your parents are supposed to be the foundation for that. And when you have to be your own foundation, it's 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 really rocky. So my self-esteem and people and people don't get it because nobody really knows what happens when I'm home and I'm by myself and I don't want to like leave. And I don't want to go to a meeting and I don't want to move or breathe. I just want to lay there because I'm not happy and I don't, and it's like, I don't, I'm, I'm not confident in who I see, which is why I'm so involved because making other people happy makes me happy. And that's where my self-esteem comes from. It doesn't come from me. It comes from knowing like I did a good deed today. Like I took care of that person today. <laughs> So my self-esteem is, is, is a roller coaster and I don't know if it'll ever be a consistent thing of me thinking I'm good enough or thinking I'm worth it because as weird as it sounds, like all of that goes back to your parents. Like they're your first support system and I've only really have, I've only, I've only ever had half of one. And it's hard as a mother a mother with two kids, not just one, whose fathers are. I won't say my sister's dad is inconsistent, but I'll say for a while, he wasn't together. And now that he's together, him and my sister are great, and I love that for her. And my mom, I feel like she's in this battle of how does she make me feel validated when I see my sister and her dad go on dates and they go figure out her uniform stuff and they go get her hair done and go take care of her. and. It's me and my mom sitting at home looking at each other like, what you want for lunch? Like, so my self-esteem is really, it's a roller coaster. I never really know. Are you the only daddyless daughter in your family or is it a cycle? Um, I would say I don't know. Um, I would say if we're talking about like my mom and my sister and my and my, my mom and my sister, my mom's dad was a drug dealer a really notorious boop, 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 like that was his thing. So he was in and out of jail. So, you know, my mom was grocery shopping at 10 by herself with three, $400 in her pocket. Like, you know, and I would say for my mom, her dad was inconsistent as well because you can't be a drug dealer in jail and be a father. You know, my mom was carrying drugs on airplanes. 
visiting her dad in the pen, not not like the jail, no, 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 like the penitentiary. And so I would say me and my mom, but at least with my mom's situation, like he came home until my mom had to go move with her grandmother because that just, hello, you're in jail, what are you gonna do? But for a while, I would say my mom has memories with her dad, memories that she talks about, memories that she cherishes because he, because when because when he got out of jail and decided he wanted to do right, he died. So my mom has memories that she cherishes and that she tells us about and the stories with her dad. I don't have those. The stories I have with my dad are like when I went to see him in Oklahoma and he beat the crap out of me. Or when he was supposed to come for my birthday and he didn't. Or when he was supposed to mail me an attendance birthday and he didn't or when he was supposed to mail me a Nintendo and I have yet to get it or when he came and spent $200 on me and told me that was all I was worth like those are the things that I have with my dad up until recently when you know he would come come and spend a couple days but it's like those couple days don't trump years of trauma that I've had to deal with so I would say it's a cycle but I'll say that my sister's dad is making an effort to break that cycle. They talk on the phone, they text, he comes to her stuff. He does a really good job at being there for her. And I pray that whomever I decide to have my kids with understands my trauma enough to not inflict that on my kids because it's something that you just can't let go. It's a part of you forever. It's not something that you just go to therapy for a couple weeks and be like, all right, fam, I'm good. Like, like that's not how that works. <laughs> like, that's not how that trauma works. Like, it becomes a part of you. So I would say that my sister's dad is doing a great job at breaking that cycle. How has being a dad of a daughter impacted your relationship with men? Um, oh, girl. Tell me about it. Um, I would say being a dad of his daughter has impacted me because... I feel like in order for a man to stay with me, I have to give up something. I feel like I have to make them stay. And for a while, I thought like sex was it. I was like, I'm gonna I'm I'm put that thing on you and you're not gonna go nowhere. And then you look up and they're gone. And you're at home broken like I gave you all I had. Or you look up and your bank account is empty and you like, the shoes you left me in, like, I bought. <laughs> like, it just, for a while, it made me feel like I had to prove myself every day. So every day, I, I, I whatever I did the day before, I have to trump, I have to do something else to make you stay. And it's a really devastating experience because I feel like men know. I do. I feel like men know when you have trauma and they're like, I know if I tell you that I love you and I buy you this cheeseburger, you're going to stay. And my dumb ass, eat that cheeseburger and sit my ass right down on that couch because they say that they love me. But they don't love you. They know that you're accessible. And, it, and you know, it, take, it, it took me a while. You know, I dated a girl and the same thing happened. Like, I thought maybe, like, it's just the men in my life. So I dated a girl and I'm cheated on, like, six times. Like, it's the same thing. People know when... They can capitalize on your trauma. And being a daddy's daughter, your guard is always up because now that I'm aware, it's like, are you here for me or are you here for what you think I can do for you? 
because you know I'm open and you know I'm vulnerable. And you know that if you say you need something and I got it, you're going to have it regardless. And that really all happened. That was really my outlook until I met the guy that I kind of sort of talk to right now. <laughs> and he's not, like, like, he's never capitalized on that. He's always known that my dad isn't in my life because situations have happened where I've needed to call him and be like, hey, like, I can't function. Like, this thing just happened with my dad. Like, can you come be there? And he's almost made it his mission to let me know that, like, I don't have to sacrifice myself to be with him. Like, he takes care of me, and it's like, I don't have to give like that anymore. Like, He's there for me, whether I'm bald-headed, whether my wig is on straight, whether I got money in my pocket, like, he's there, and, like, he doesn't have to be. And it's really, it's sometimes hard to even let him in because I'm scared that one day he's just, he's going to leave me. It makes you scared. I'm scared all the, I'm, I'm scared for any man in my life. E even my homeboys, I'm scared that like one day they're going to meet somebody that can give them something that I can't and they're going to leave me because that's how my dad is. My dad would be in my life until he got married and he's been married like seven times and every time he gets married, he dips and I don't hear from him and then he gets a divorce and he calls me and when it comes to the men in my life, I would say none of them have ever valued me the way that I feel like I should have been valued. Because I'm a great woman and I'm a great person. And when you don't have a dad to solidify that, you look for other men to solidify that you're a great person. And they tell you what they're going to tell you because they want what they can get from you. And... It's really hard to differentiate like who's there for you and who's there for for what they can get. Yeah. Have you willingly sacrificed your emotional well being to feel love from a man? Oh for sure. I've tolerated a lot of things I shouldn't have tolerated because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be by myself. And also being a leader, a person that people know, they expect your relationship to be happy and they expect you to have a happy home and it looks good for pictures, it looks good. Meanwhile, I am going through hell. And it's always, it's never really been like a 50-50 relationship, it's always been like me giving like 90 and like him giving like 10. But I, I I would always tell myself, like, you cared enough to ask me out, so obviously you care. I just need to just remind you of why you care. But you can't make a man love you. You can't make him stay if he doesn't want to stay. And I've tolerated being cheated on. I've tolerated being lied to, being abused. I've tolerated a lot until I had to value myself more than my circumstances. You really have to like value yourself in order to not be a prisoner to what you think love is supposed to look like or what you see on Twitter because you never know what those couples are going through when the camera's not on. And a lot of people will never know that like, I mean, as a woman in general, we're expected to tolerate whatever happens. And that's like BS. 
what's BS for me now, me like a couple years ago would have been like, girl, he just going through it. No, that's BS. I ain't tolerating. I, I'm not tolerating the motherfucking thing, okay? <laughs> no. Not anymore. Like this new love I have for me, I ain't tolerating no bullshit from not now. Okay? I'm not doing it. And thankfully, I don't have to because the man that I'm talking to right now, we've already been through that, and he already know, like, I'm not with none of the shenanigans. And he doesn't put me through any shenanigans, so we don't have the problem. But prior, girl, you'd be amazed. Like, I mean, I literally look back at the stuff I used to tolerate and be like, what was I going through? Like, why didn't I, like, snap myself out of it and know that, like, I was worth it? But I also feel like everything that I've been through has made me the woman that I am today. And now I can help somebody else notice the signs of like, hey, that's a red flag. Or like, hey, you shouldn't tolerate that. So I truly feel like everything that I've dealt with, it, it really wasn't for me. It was God putting me through something so that I could help somebody else. So, yeah. How has being a dad of a daughter impacted your relationship with God? Um, I would say that I thank God for my mother because she was my Bible study teacher and she was on hospitality and she did the AV at the church and she was on praise and worship, which means I was doing everything. I was a praise dancer. I was on the step team. I was an alma bearer. I was a mom. I, girl, like, so when it comes to my relationship with God, my dad had absolutely nothing to do with that because my mom was clear that if God can bring you to it, he can bring you through it. And she says to me all the time, no matter what I'm dealing with, I know if I need prayer, if I need to be prayed through something to call my mom. When it came to my dad, I feel like, I used to feel like God would leave me on voicemail. I swear to God. I feel like God blocked me for a while because my dad would be putting me through stuff and I'd be calling God like, say, Pimp, uh, hello, why is this happening to me? And I've it really just up until now, talking to my mom, I'm realizing that, I wouldn't be the woman that I am if God didn't allow those things to happen to me. I truly feel like everything that happens in your life, which is just like the story of Job, like the devil couldn't touch Job until God gave the devil clearance to touch Job. And I feel like God, and I feel like God gives circumstance, gives cer certain circumstances clearance because God knows that I can handle them. And then at some point I'm going to have to pray somebody else through whatever, whatever I'm dealing with now. So when it comes to my relationship with God, my mom really solidified that for me because I never had to doubt whether God was in my corner or not because there's plenty of situations that could have, that should have and could have killed me and I'm here. So I totally thank my mom for always making God and prayer a priority. My dad had absolutely, I don't think me and my dad have ever even had a conversation about faith or Christianity or spirituality or anything of that manner. That was totally Kathy Brown. And I'll always love her and appreciate her for teaching me that at a young age because now that I'm on my own, technically, and figuring things out, I know that a shadow of death of nobody got me. Like, God gonna be there regardless. And God ain't gonna bring me through something that I can't that I can't handle. So, yeah. If your father or any other absent father was standing in front of you, what would you want to tell them about being the dad of his daughter and how that has impacted you and other women? Um... I 
I would say don't introduce your daughter to something that you can't maintain. Because being let down is, especially being let down by your father, is like the most devastating thing, especially when it happens multiple times. Like, I think I just would have rather my dad just not been there at all than for him to come in, buy me a cheeseburger, and dip. And I'm like, I'm hungry again. Where's my cheeseburger? So if I could talk to fathers in general, my like my thing would just be just be consistent. If you're gonna consistently not be there, consistently not be there. If you're gonna be there consistently, be there consistently because she deserves for you to be there consistently because she didn't ask to be here. Nobody told you to lay up with her mama and handle your business and and now she here. She didn't ask for that. And also, just men in general, if you are not prepared to be a father, handle your business before you lay down with that woman. Because once that baby gets here, you have an obligation. And if you are not going to handle that obligation, save that woman and her baby the trouble of having to compensate for you not being there. Because it's fucked up having to compensate. So, piss to get off the pot. Like, I'm just at a point in my life where I just don't have time to sugarcoat it with anybody. Either you're gonna be there or you're not. And if you're not gonna be there, get on 290 and never look back. But if you're gonna be there, park your ass at Prairie View and go to class. Like that's, like that's it, like I just don't have time. Like, like that's just my thing with my dad. Like I just need him to be consistent. And now, thank God, we're kinda getting to this place where Either I'm becoming okay with his inconsistency or he's making an effort. And that's all I can ask for at this point. Like, I also have just relinquished our expectations of expecting anything from him. And I think that's a scary place to be in as a daddyless daughter because it's like now I don't expect shit from you. So when you do shit, it don't matter no more. It don't faze me. I don't care. Because I'm at a point where, I mean, you ain't been here. So now that you're trying to be here. I want to know why you want to be here now. Like, what's so important about it now? So, to all the fathers out there, just know your responsibilities before you have sex with the person. And if you have sex with that woman and she comes up pregnant, handle your business. Because your child is going to go through, and this goes for this goes for daddyless daughters and daddyless sons. It is hard not having both of your parents in your life emotionally, mentally, financially, spiritually. It's fucked up. So stop doing it. So stop doing it. Period. I just had to get that out. Because I'll be tired, okay? What advice would you give to yourself or another dadless daughter when she's going through a rough night or a rough day because she misses her father? Um, you're worth it. Like, your your dad's presence is not a definition of your worth. And that's something that I have to constantly tell myself. My dad not being there has nothing to do with my value, my worth, what I offer, what I bring. It has nothing to do with him. It's his loss. It's not mine. Um, also, for me, I'm thankful that... You know, I pray to ask God for father figures and like I have them. So if I'm ever going through, you know, a time where I feel like I need a male representative or I need a male figure, 
thank God I have men that I can call that have been there for me. I can be like, hey, Pastor Carter, like, I need this. Or call my goddad. I need something to call my uncles. Like, I don't want to say search for that father figure, but talk to God and ask him to send you one. And God will send either several or God will send one. Like, I say for me, I have several and they all feel in different, different situations. So, like, when they talk about, like, my God problems, I call my goddad. When I need to be prayed for, I call my pastor. Like, so I just thank God for that. I just will also let her know that um, you don't have to settle for anything. There is a man that God has designed for you, and you will know when you meet him. What advice would you give to another dadless daughter who was watching this series? Um, One, keep your head up, because you're a bad bitch, period. Two... Um, you do not have to settle for anything ever. Don't settle for opportunities. You know, there were certain opportunities that I felt like certain scholarships I couldn't apply for because my dad wasn't there and I didn't have his information. But God always made a way. So you never have to settle for any opportunities. You never have to settle for any man or whomever your particular other might be. Because, you know, the Bible says he that find it, not she that go get it. So you have to let God, let that man find you. Because once he finds you, girl, you're going to be stuck with his ass forever, I promise you. Like, <laughs> you just, be, and and also don't expect it to happen overnight. Finding yourself, finding yourself confidence, finding your rhythm is a daily process. It is a day, at least for me, mine is a daily process every day. I have to wake up and remind myself of who I am, that I'm worth it, that I'm loved, that I'm valued. And you have to take it one step at a time because it's it's a journey that you're never going to be done with. It's a journey that you're never going to see the end of. You just have to love yourself enough to keep pushing every day. And once somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Don't. Do not ever sacrifice your time because you can never get that back. You can never get your time back. You can never get your love back. So be selective on who you let in. Be selective on your friend groups. Be selective in the men that you choose because you never want to be attached to the wrong thing. And that's on period. <laughs> I didn't told you. I didn't told you. Didn't I tell y'all? Didn't I? Tr I tried to warn y'all. I tried to warn y'all. Hannah, thank you so much. First off, can we just jump back to the beginning? Hannah was 19 years old when we recorded this episode two years ago. The amount of wisdom, the amount of courage, the level of reflection, the level of maturity she had at 19 years old still blows my mind. Hannah, I appreciate you so much for being the second episode of The Journey Without Him, literally from the doc series that's on YouTube to being the second official interview now on the podcast. I love you. I appreciate you. I am so proud of you and the woman you were, the woman you're becoming, the woman you are. You have great things coming in your future. 
I know that this episode is going to touch someone so deeply. They are going to be able to relate to every aspect of you from your story to your journey to your personality to your and that's on period. Okay, like I just my heart is so full. I really hope that everyone enjoyed this episode tonight, getting to know Hannah Brown, listening to the Hannah Brown story. Please make sure that y'all follow us on Instagram at changing.my.destiny. That's the official Daddy Lazar page. And if you would like my personal Instagram, it is Jemiah Michelle. Now, y'all, my personal Instagram is my personal Instagram. So that's where y'all will get all of the personality of who this is behind the mic and definitely see my journey as the CEO of Daddy's Daughter and just my crazy life in general. Please make sure that you share this podcast with a daddyless daughter, no matter how old they are, even males, fathers. I really hope that this podcast reaches fathers, fathers to be absent fathers, so they can really get a glimpse of what it's like being a daddyless daughter from our side of the lens. I love y'all. It is now time for me to go to bed. I wish y'all the best and I hope that everyone has an amazing week. And I love ya. I love ya. And I will see y'all next week. I promise I will be on time with the episode. But until then, toodles.